Here we go. Here we go. Are we recording? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello, it's Christina. And Jackie. And we're your neighbor's hood. We are. We are. And this is a Bonus short. Yes. We've been done one in a while. Kind of a bonus short. Um, This one came out of a great experience we just had, and we knew it was, it's a really, it's a story we want to share, and it's important. Right. So recently we were on a show, a local NPR show called Another View with an amazing interviewer, Barbara Hamley, and um, she asked us what was the first uncomfortable culture conversation that we had and we, had we knew talk. right away yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had to talk about it and it, and it was honestly the first one that started the whole thing I think yeah. it started all of this mm-hmm. not just the podcast but just these conversations with the gateway um, and so do you want me to tell the story yeah no. tell, tell okay. the story again yeah. if, it, if it doesn't bother no me. not yeah. at all so I was if you guys don't know you might have heard many times but I was her cam- Jackie's campaign manager for school board in Norfolk and um, when you're a campaign manager and you're in a you're in a race you canvas all the time. I think we knocked like yeah. eight thousand doors. Yep. So that's um, so I was out canvassing one day and I ran into this really cute boy sitting on his porch, <laughs> eating a bag of chips. And I just remember going up to his door to knock on his door and he asked me, you know, he asked me, you know, who I was, what I was doing, and I wasn't expecting him to be interested in what I was doing. <laughs> Why would a nine year old care about school board? Um, but he, he was. He just asked me a lot of insightful questions. Um, what is a school board? Can I vote what you know does that make a difference for me and I just we engaged about the school board for like 30 minutes while he's sitting on his porch and I just remember being really impressed so then I came back home uh, afterwards and told Jackie about it and I said that he I said he was well spoken um and and the questions that he asked and then and I had no obviously no idea that that was not something good to say right um so as far as uh, Christina saying that he was well spoken, um, I had to tell her that <laughs> you know typically in the black community, <clears throat> that's not looked at as a compliment, um, and we kind of had to talk about why that wasn't looked at as a compliment and what that meant. And um, what was your reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, at first I was angry because I was like, well, first of all, I was just tired because I'd been, you know what I mean, like just mm-hmm. on a human level because I'd been walking and all this, and I'm like, really. Like thinking completely, you know, I always try to be open and not, you know, I was like, what are you, are you kidding me? I was giving a compliment. So there's some of my own white fragility there. Don't mm-hmm. think that you can't have it. You know what I mean? Uh, and um, so, yeah, I, I, got, I got defensive. I didn't tell you I was defensive, mm-hmm. but on the inside I was defensive mm-hmm. because I didn't make sense to me. Um, and then we had to, it was a process for me to, I don't think I really agreed with you on the first take. I don't, yeah. I think I remember because I love you and respect you being like, okay, if that offends you, I will never, I would never say that again, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that I understood. Right. Right. And so one of the things we know that is when we're having these conversations or some of the many things is that I'm not always going to understand where you're coming from right. because I don't know what it means to live in the life that you live in, yeah. and you're not always going to understand. And we can't. There's no way I, I will from. be able to. Yeah. yeah. And so I could sit and I could get very angry or mad outwardly or inwardly about you not being able to understand, just as you can get mm-hmm. outward or inward angrily or mad or upset about my the the grievance Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's important I think that if people want to get into these conversations is that misunderstandings 
are normal. And they happen. And But what's also as equally important as the misunderstanding, because it is important, these misunderstandings are what lead to better Break, conversations. Yeah, and, or if we can't work through them, the breakdown in relationship. Yep. And the huge piece in that is a level of understanding, a level of empty. Because I said, hey, I didn't like it. You didn't say, well, psh, right. I don't care right. that you don't like it or that you think that it's offensive to black people. Right. That you, I, I don't get it. But if that's what you guys think, then I value then okay. that opinion. Then, yeah. then yes, then, then okay. And you... Anybody has any right to do what, what they will with when someone says that yeah. they don't like something. So just know that. Just understand that if you're around people that are of different cultures than you, then it would be who of you if you're building real right. relationships to get an understanding of what they deem appropriate and, and acceptable. Same thing for you. If you were something that I was saying or doing that was offensive, yeah. I would ha- I would expect that you would be able to pull me and say, you know, I really, I really don't like that. Well, and oh, go ahead, sorry. No, what makes this relevant too is that, and this is the point that I try to make when I've explained this to other people that, because so I will say why we're doing this too is I got a lot of feedback on the show and people, aside is the wrong word, but related to me. They they said I absolutely would have called a black child in that situation well spoken or articulate. And they were like, I didn't get it. So I think that's why we're doing this episode today. Well, this is right. why we're doing this episode today. But what I brought it back home to was I was explaining to some of the people that had t- talked to me about our show was that we are moving forward to a more diverse society, yeah. right? And what's ha- what what the norm has been is people know white people language. You know what I mean? Like white is the norm, okay? Right. And so, I mean, you know this, but I'm just yeah. telling the listeners no, yeah, right. is I'm that right. we are not, you're a black person very well versed in white culture, right? Mm-hmm. The the this the reverse is I would say I'm getting there I'm getting better because I, I do have a lot of people that are non-white in my life, but white people that don't have non-white people in their life we are not immersed in your culture so we mm. don't know your norms so it would behoove us to create a better society for all of us for us as white people to learn and mm. I'm not I'm not calling anyone out I'm just saying it's just a reality we do Norfolk 2045 in the sense that 2045 white people are going to be the minority. Yeah, if and we communicate already, different yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. and so I and and, and yeah, I think you hit a good point is that sometimes you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and that is okay. Um, but when when your norm is challenged, right? Yeah. Um, do you do you change that? So if I were to take it back to, and I think one of the things that we want to break down is the whole articulate conversation. Yes, yeah. I get that. But one of the things I want to keep in mind is that women used to be called dames. Right. Yeah. Right. Damsel in distress. Dames. Yeah. You know, like dames. Do we want? If a guy walked into a room and was like, <laughs> "You dame," you know, or be like, "What?" You know, you know what I mean? Or, or you know, or, um, um, th- that there were things that were normal mm-hmm. in a time where culture was not inclusive to non-white people, mm. right? And that's not very far. That's not in the distant sure. past. That's really in the recent past. So if we look back to um, when my father was a child, there was white and colored which right. was a separation of two, right? There was like, he couldn't drink at the white water fountain because white people thought him to be dirty and mm. he was colored, right? Right. And so as my mother grew up, you know, she's she still grew up. She was born during Jim Crow. But um, but as we progressed, we were like, well, it's probably not right to call people that. Or it's probably, let's, let's try, black people were saying, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. So then we became black. 
And then you have this group of people who are like, like, I'm not actually black. I'm African-American. So you speak to my descent, not necessarily the color that I am. So just understand that our language is changing. As you said, our dynamics, our societal dynamics are changing. So that means that we now are for, we're all forced with making a decision of do we move with the times or do we stay, do we stay back in the 60s? Do we stay in the 70s? Do we stay, you know, and to be quite honest, to be very vulgar, as we just talked about it the other day, is that when we were growing up, saying fag was yeah, like so that's acceptable. That's so gay. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Uh, retard. Retard was I used so, to say that all the time. That's so retarded. Yeah. And these are, these are words change, that you never though. say in public. No. Like, and, I mean, most decent people nowadays know and if and even if you do say them people will look at you sure. like most people will look at you and be like what? what's wrong with That's you wrong. yeah right it's offensive it is offensive yeah and but across cultural lines we still have our own sure language we still have our own things that are like yo, that's not okay. Or yeah, we say this, this is normal. Um, but we have to look, I think it's a matter of meeting in the middle with that language. Absolutely. And I think for white people, I know for me, I think there's a couple things at play. Like one, it hits your ego when you make a mistake. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it, so being corrected by on anything, making a mistake is uncomfortable. Yeah. So there's ego at play. And then, well, actually, no, that's really all I was going to say. It's really just your ego at play. Oh, and then ignorance. Like no one wants to feel like they don't know something. Yeah. Who Like, especially for me, I, when I look back on processing this, like, of course, I want to be considered not woke, but like, oh, I know. I know your culture. I know what to say and what I can't say. I don't like thinking that I'm ignorant. Who consider to feel? It. Yes, exactly. And because I consider myself a considerate person, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you make a mistake, we are, I think we're automatically, those things are jumping in our heads when really if you make a mistake and you say something, it's not the end of the world. No. You know what I mean? And even, yeah, and, and it's okay to have your ego hurt a little bit, but a mistake isn't. It's not. I mean, you, you as long, it's what you do with that mistake. Yeah, and being able to cover. So sticking with like why we're even, yeah. why we even came to the table on this, the word articulate. Yeah. Okay. So what are you? Learn me you, something. No, I'm asking, yeah. I wanted to ask you like, yeah. What are your thoughts on now saying the word articulate? Like, what? So, I mean, I'm always honest with you. I don't know what to say. Like, okay, say I see a... I was going to say... Say I see a child that's African, that's non-white that is giving a speech that I think is really great. And they are a great speaker. I don't know what to say. Is it bad to say I'm a great speaker? They're a great There's speaker? No, well, how? You know? What? So, here. So, when it's said... Part of the problem with what it say, what it's being said, or the why, when it hits the ear holes mm-hmm. of black people, is is the context in which it has has been yeah. put on our skin mm-hmm. for a very long time, right? Yeah, can you speak to that? Be- because when we came here, right, we all spoke different languages, mm-hmm. right? We came to this, we were brought to this country, and then we were forced, not even forced, we weren't even allowed to speak the English mm-hmm. language. We weren't even allowed to speak our own language. But then when we were allowed to speak, it was broken up. It sounded ignorant. It sounded like we were just just ignorant people. We mm-hmm. didn't, you know, we were uncivilized the mm-hmm. way we spoke. And so as times changed and we were afforded more opportunities to educate ourselves to pick up books to actually speak to actually have conversations we got better with the english language and it it became a time where you look at people that are like frederick Douglass, and over time you would see europeans up european americans looking at black people that 
were afforded the opportunity or taught themselves to speak, to read and write, to be articulate, to say, you know, like that's a, that's an articulate Negro. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it was said in a manner that made that person different from the norm. Yeah. Right. Right. Because at that time, it was different from the gotcha. norm. It, it was not normal to see a person of color being able to speak clearly, sure. being able to, because we weren't allowed to. Right. So at that point, you know, it just became a, you know, or you a smart boy. Sure. You know what I mean? Like these sort of things we It's hear, like talking down to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so then you, again, we grow and we learn and we're able to do these things. We're able to read these books. We're able to be functioning members of society of some sort. And so now it is not unnatural for an African-American person to be able to speak the language. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's like It's just like saying if I hear, if I look, see someone that is Asian and then they speak English just as clear as I do, because they have to deal with this too. Yeah. Any Asian That's so Indian, true. And then yeah. people are like, oh my God, you Your speak English so English is so well. good. You speak so well. You're so well-spoken. You're so articulate mm-hmm. as, opposed like, as opposed to, to what? what? Right. And so there is this, this idea of like wow right shock because you're not European American it's assumed that you can't speak that way right Right. so it comes it hits our ear holes with the assumption that your prejudice thought something different of me and that wasn't my intent at all and it's interesting because do you see we we point this out all the time this is a perfect example of why not knowing history is detrimental yeah because I don't know the history behind why what I'm saying is Mm -hmm. wrong you know what I mean like I I didn't and so when we don't know history beyond the textbooks right when we don't know the lived experience and lived history of people outside our culture Mm -hmm. It's not good. It's not. It, it's, it doesn't help towards having real conversations. Yeah, right. Like you can't because then then we're digging. Then I'm trying to have a real conversation with, with you who may not be familiar with history. Right. And then I'm saying it and I'm not even really able to articulate that history. And it makes it difficult for us to have a conversation because... Yeah. You're coming from a place of ignorance. I'm coming from a place of lived experience. Right. And it's like... And, it's, and I'm never going to understand your lived experience because I'm not black. Yes. And then yeah. I, and I, I'm not... Because, granted, again, like you said, history, we were all lied to. Right. So it's hard to, to be able to grab that history and put it in a conversation so that you who have no context right. can understand what it is, why I'm coming from the place that I'm coming exactly. from. Exactly. Because these are things that are... They're, they, even, though that they're, even though they're historical items, they're like... Still my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of the problem too, is just to call it out. It really is, is like the defensiveness. It's, I think it does, that part does break my heart is like, if someone was, if say like, if someone's saying that they're, they're being hurt and then we ask them, but you know what? It's like saying you had Qualify. a physical, exactly. So you had a physical injury and my knee really hurts. Well, you know what? Show me in all the places that it's broken or that it's hurt. You don't do that. If yeah. someone has a physical injury, you're going to believe, right? So it's the same thing of like, an internal emotional wound you 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 I've gotten this response well show me wait why does it hurt where does it hurt and then as white people we feel the need to pick and prod at the scab and dig underneath it to find out because we because you can't have your your emotions aren't valid until we can until you can call and so that is and what you're what you're saying is so important because that is one of the things that I've struggled with growing up is that like I'm not entitled to my own feelings Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my feelings, my being, my existence isn't really real until a European American person validates has, it. Has validated. Yeah. Period. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. um, I'll just give an example of being in 
in um, sixth or seventh grade, and I took a picture with a couple of my girlfriends, and we did we did the L sign mm-hmm. for sign language. We used to do this thing called One Love, like mm-hmm. One Love, and I remember them plucking me and the black girl in the picture out of the picture and saying that we were throwing up gang signs. Oh, God. And it wasn't until the white girls came in, the European-American girls came in and said, and and granted, my mother had been called, they were threatening suspension, all of that. And until we were like, well, you know, I go to the girl, Christine, hey, did did they pull, did they, are you getting suspended too? No. You're there, we're getting, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until someone, a a white savior, had to come in and say, no, no, it was, we really meant one love. Like, we're a group of girls, we really meant one love that I was able to be safe from suspension. My mother came up there. Oh my God. But that's what, that that my feelings about what was going on. Yeah, a white person had to validate it, My truth was not real until there was someone that was in the right skin could come and validate my feelings of being, because even they, the the other girls ended up crying about it too, you know what I mean? It became a real, oh, we didn't mean, not, it wasn't even to us, it wasn't, but it's just one of those things where that's really like a real thing. And when we find ourselves in these conversations and there's no empathy when we're, we're not met with empathy we're met with a challenge and not you know from a european american person it's just it makes you want to just be like forget it like, right and that's what it. we don't want to do right so mm-hmm. there's two sides of this is like i guess it's kind of the so what now what at least for me but i think too else? i think too we have to for folks really give them to understand what can you say? Exactly. Because I think that's the biggest piece. For sure. Because it's like, easy to tell people don't say this. And I feel like in society, we do say that. You know, yeah. we say, don't say this, don't say this. And then it's like, well, God, well, I'm I not going to say anything. So in order to not have a Joe Biden fumble. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> can you, tell him? <laughs> you can tell. Okay. Can tell. So I just, in researching for this episode in 2007, Joe Biden said, that Barack Obama was the first clean, mainstream, mainstream clean, articulate, bright, and black person. Yeah, African-American. Yeah, African-American person. It's a nice-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's funny, and it's not, because it's so bad. Like, that's really bad. Uh, but that was... Well, our, why is it bad, though? That's what I'm saying. Because I feel like he should know. I think, for me, I also, you hold people at that are in power at a higher standard. But you'd never underestimate the ignorance, though. I know. I see it all the time. Yeah. So think about the spaces that he moved in, and he said that, and he really thought, I'm giving he thought this African-American guy a great compliment. Yeah. It's just that he didn't look at the, the impact of his words right. and how they may be perceived. So basically, let's boil it down. It's all based on perception. So I can be saying something with an intent. But you're going, you, you could, because you're a completely different person with different lived experience, could take it com- and do take it completely Yes, different. when it comes so in. So think t- before you speak. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, is oops, something you could comment on if you're really going to, um, if you're going to make a comment on a child or a non-white person mm-hmm. and their language, take a second to think that if it was a European-American person, would you provide that same compliment? No, you wouldn't. That's a great point, especially if it was a, Amer- uh, a European-American with an accent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they were from Hungary or Ukraine or England, you would never say, your English is so good. You wouldn't say that. I mean, England, they speak English, but you get what I'm saying. No, or, or an average... They don't have to be. They can be from here, truly blooded American. And if they were standing up there speaking, would you say they were so articulate, or would you say 
would you say um, they were eloquent or what? How would you describe that person? And why, if you were not, if you would not think to describe them because you wouldn't be shocked by the fact right. that they're well-spoken, then think about why you're saying it for a person, mm-hmm. for a non-white person. Right. Because they are what I would, they're common white behaviors. Like these are things that are common to white people. That are accepted. That are, they're normal. Right. So if you wouldn't remark on how, um, Sean Hannity speaks so well, then why would you remark on how Don Lemon speaks mm-hmm. so well? Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't make that comment, maybe you're impressed by their um, their argument. Like, mm-hmm. that argument was like, or maybe you were impressed by the fact that they were able to tie together ideas. Whatever that is, um, then speak to that. But if you can't say that you would say the same thing for a non-white, for a white person, then I wouldn't. See, I would argue that. on, not to argue you, but yeah. the article I was reading said that like white people are okay with that because we have that. Like I, w- I would call a white person articulate. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I would, because there are speakers that are good speakers. You yeah. know what I mean? And there are really bad speakers. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's a hard, that's a hard litmus test because it's like, there are just good white like the speakers. They, they speak very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And it, it, but it doesn't. It's still, it's still wrong to say a, to a person. But of does color. it come from a place? That's what I'm saying. But does it come from a place of shock? Oh yeah, right, right, or bewilderment. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Okay, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, okay. are you shocked? I had to clarify that. Yeah, no, I was like, I, was I, agree like, with I you. would. I mean, there's people that I love that I follow that I'm like, dang, they, she fires me up. Like, she's a great speaker. Yeah. Like, that's one of her gifts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't, I mean, the content is great, but the content could be, the same content be, could be delivered by a terrible else speaker. Speak. Mm-hmm. speaker. I agree with that. Yeah. But if it's not, if it's out of but no, amazement. The speakers that I like are not, I'm not amazed that they're good speakers. You're just like, they, 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 that's their craft. Not surprised. Yeah, their exactly. Craft, like, they've honed in on their craft. Exactly. They're so good at it. Right. Not, oh my God, like, can you believe it? I wouldn't even have thought that she yeah. could speak so Really, well. it's the emotion behind it. Yeah, the think surprise. about why you're saying it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, so then, but could you say um, African American child is well-spoken without being surprised? Could you just pack a punch and say that and just say, like, they know. speak? I would. They give good speeches? Is that better? I, I, it's one of those words that I would just really assess. Is it worth saying it? Yeah. Is it worth the, the, the... If it is worth it, if you're just like, hey, I mean what I mean, and that's it, I don't care about mm-hmm. the fact that it has this historical connotation to it, then that's then you have that right. Um, but like I said, I would I would I would find a way to formulate a question, not a question, formulate a a response to that that doesn't necessarily say articulate sure. because of the the, the history salt, mm-hmm. because of the salt that it carries. Like mm-hmm. you're you're putting salt because I mean if that you didn't create exactly, and I mean because you could you could simply say that was a great speech, that was a great delivery. Yep. Because then that's talking to the content of the speech and you're not acting like it's you're bewildered yeah. or shocked. Yeah. It was just it is what it is. It was a great Maybe you speech. don't think you're maybe you don't know or think that you're bewildered you know that you're shocked. Maybe it's just you're like, I'm impressed. Right. I'm impressed. It, it was it And was that's great. why going and back to my situation. That was very impressive. Yeah, exactly. With a kid I could have just said, Wow, that was really cool or really impressive that a nine year old was excited about the school board. Absolutely. And that it would have been different. Rather than he's so or you know, right, right, so, right. I mean we cannot change here's the here are facts. We cannot change 
what people have done in the past to create the problems that we're dealing with in the present. Mm -hmm. We cannot change that. We cannot change slavery. We cannot change Jim Crow. We we can't change this shit. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) That's your grandma. Oh, it's fine, Bubba. Sorry, Bubba. Okay. But we cannot cannot change the fact that there was a need for a civil rights movement. We cannot... Can't do it. No. We're living with the consequences, and we every day have to make a choice as to whether we're going to decide that those movements or the necessary to come out of that ugly is worth Mm. breaking the cycle. We want to get to the other side. Is it worth breaking the cycle? Yeah. And that's a choice that just has has to to ask that question on an individual basis. On an individual, like you say all the time. It's a personal journey. Yeah, it is. It very much so is. Yeah, because you can only prevent me with facts, but... It's my choice what I do with yeah. them. What are you going to do with them? Or share your experience. It's your choice. It's my choice and everybody else's choice that's listening. Yeah. So if this makes you angry, good. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not. I mean, we we are we are very blessed to live in a society where there is what they call it functional multi languageism or whatever where there are there's so many different ways to say so many things you the way people speak in Alabama is so different sure. from the way people speak and the way they speak in Even language. Within their own state sometimes yep. and then in California then in New York we are very fortunate that our language is so expansive it's so um but you can walk into a side of town and think that what you said in Alabama is acceptable in California what you said in California is acceptable in New York. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And you don't go there and say, you know what I mean? Like, then you have all these Californians upset with you and that may be okay. Maybe that's your deal. (laughs) That's why we say there's power and choice. But just recognize that um, regionally, culturally, we all have difference in language. This articulate is just one of those things that does not feel good for some black, and that's not all, for some black folks. Wow, that was good. I'm glad we did that one. Yeah, and if you want to talk more about it, do not hesitate. Yeah, drop us a line. You can email us. If you disagree, like, we welcome it. We want to hear what you think. Or, I mean, because I think part of the process of learning is processing, Mm -hmm. right, and talking. And I I didn't come to the conclusion that I did until I talked about it a lot. You know what I mean? It, It. And I still don't understand it, and I've said that to this day. I, I'm not going to understand the impact that articulate or well-spoken is going to have on you because I'm not black. I never mm-hmm. will. So at some point, I have to lay down my defensiveness and just accept what you're saying. Yeah. So that's my so what, now what? My so what, now what is is the same as like, hey, if, in order for us to really have real conversations, we do have to um, put context to what we're saying and why we're saying it to our feelings and um, make a decision as a community mm, yeah. as to whether or not we're going to pay attention to how the past has influenced the present so that we don't make the same mistakes. Well, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. Yeah. Good. I, and I make choices too. Let me just say, <laughs> I make choices too. We're like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Because you're human. And I can only walk this journey as Jackie Glass. Me too. As Christina Kimbrough, who yes, makes mistakes. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you believe in this work, yeah, right. If you believe in us and um, are on this journey with us to, you know, really challenge how we have culture conversations, um, we would love your support. Yep. Like, 
would it write review, review subscribe review we have a patreon mm-hmm. yeah um, you can give different t- l- tiers sorry one five and ten dollars a month or one time donation at the cash app cash app or venmo mm-hmm. yep and um but we always want your feedback so please yeah. email us at your neighborhood um at gmail.com we're on or, Insta, Insta, instagram mm-hmm. we're on instagram <laughs> instagram at your neighborhood and then we're on twitter your neighborhood H yeah. capital H one yeah <laughs> that weird that one was weird and Facebook yep hey so thanks guys yeah all right we hope this helps yeah absolutely have you had conversations like this yeah with your friends have you said something that was ignorant and what happened we'd like to know yeah we might even have you on the show that would be interesting yeah yeah we love to people talk to... about it. Yeah, we want to bring other people on the show. So if you've had a conversation with a friend of a different race, or and it doesn't have to be just race. I mean, it could be culture. Cultures, yeah. It could be culture. So, okay. Well, thanks, guys. I think that's it. Stay curious. And stay open. And make it a great day. Oh. What? We can't forget. Oh. What are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing this Thursday? Oh, well, our most important thing, our first live show. Yes, we're doing a live recording. Yeah. Donate. So if you're in Hampton Roads, please come out to the Bearded Bird. It's on Granby. I don't have the exact address, but. It's 2747 or 727 Granby Avenue. From six, six to, to eight. eight. Yep. And we'll be out there doing it. And we'll be looking to see you. Yeah. If you're in our area. It's free. Free. We are taking donations. We are taking so, donations. So again, because we want to continue to do this work. And, yeah. You know, social so. entrepreneurs. You know, we got we rely on the social. Yep. On the public. We're doing so our first donating. live. You get to see our banner and um, where we do it and our couch. couch and the we crazy. would we would bring Bruce if we could. But Bruce can't come in he there. Can't come. Boo. <laughs> but it'll be a good time. And if you don't get to, if you, you're not in the area, we are making plans to have it on Facebook Live. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, but join us. Join the conversation. And we're going to continue this, this conversation, conversation in particular. Because we got some bites on this one. <laughs> we got some interesting feedback, which is good. We want people to be uncomfortable and, and dis- not disagree with us. But you know what I mean. Yeah, challenge. challenge us. We're yep. here. We're here. We're here. You ain't going to hurt our feelings. And if you do, we'll hash it out with each other and keep on pushing. Yep. Because that's who we are. All right. Catch you this Thursday. Or not. (laughs) Bye. Bonus shirt. Bonus shirt. You're listening to a bonus shirt. All right, go ahead and take that BS. And let us know what you thought about our BS. Bye. Bye. (laughs)